Well, again, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. I welcome you to Wow, What a Show. Psalm 19 writes, The heavens declare the glory of God. The firmament showeth forth his handiwork. Night, I mean, day unto day utter speech and night unto night knowledge. And there is no place where their speech is not heard. Psalm 19 also tells us that the law of the Lord is perfect. That law makes the simple wise. And by it, we are uh, encouraged in a life that will bring so much more of the things that we quest for day in and day out. Joy, peace, good relationships, and most of all, a good relationship with our Father and salvation and the hope of eternity. (laughs) And it goes on and on. And I could just go on and on, but I shan't. This again is the live podcast outreach of Rehoboth Institute of the Arts. And I am the host, Phyllis. Except through these readings, every time we have a reader, they become the host and I am indeed their co-host. And at this point, I would like to say good morning to our morning reader. How are you, Miss Banona? How are you this morning? If you, you know, you could always come a little louder because the, the uniqueness of our good morning reader here is that she is a light speaker. And that has a, a great, great appeal and advantage, except in the microphone. <laughs> but I can hear you. Yes, ma'am. And um, I'll just say, you know, we, we're in a series titled Apples of Gold. And we finally came upon the proverb from which that title has been taken. And it is in Proverbs chapter 25, verse 11. I'd like to read it now again. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in pictures of silver. And verse 12 goes on to extend that simile. It is as an earring of gold and an ornament of fine gold. So is a wise reprover upon an obedient ear. And we're praying this morning that the Lord God makes us the obedient ear as we have received so many apples of gold. So take over for me, Miss BJ. I will listen. BG, BG. Hi. Are you there? Well, Miss Benona. Uh, trying to hear you, and uh, I don't know what's going on there, but we're kind of, you know, give talk until she can get there. Yes, I think you were muted. Absolutely. Uh, so we're in Proverbs chapter 26 this morning. Are you ready to read? I'm ready to read. I, I love okay. Mm. of gold in pictures of silver. That means that mm. it really stands out. And it's mm. contrast, the contrast of God's good word spoken in, in this new season. 
illumines everything with wisdom right mm. and it, it just helps us to see him amen it does you are right so okay Proverbs chapter 26. As snow in summer and as rain in harvest, so honor is not seemly for a fool. As the bird by wandering, as the swallow by flying, so the curse causeless shall not come. A whip for the horse, a bridle for the ass, and a rod for the fool's staff. Answer not a fool according to his folly lest thou also be like unto him. Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own conceit. He that sendeth a message by the hand of a fool, cutteth off the feet, and drinketh damage. The legs of the lame are not equal, so is a parable in the mouth of fools. As he that bindeth a stone in a sling, so is he that giveth honor to a fool. As a thorn goeth up into the hand of a drunkard, so is a parable in the mouth of fools. The great God that formed all things both rewardeth the fool and rewardeth transgressors. As a dog returneth to his vomit, so a fool returneth to his folly. Seest thou a man wise in his own conceit? There is more hope of a fool than of him. The slothful man saith, There is a lion in the way. A lion is in the street. As the door turneth upon his hinges, so doth the slothful upon his bed. The slothful hideth his hand in his bosom. It grieveth him to bring it again to his hand. The sluggard is wiser in his own conceit than seven men that can render a reason. He that passeth by and meddleth with strife belonging not to him is like one that taketh a dog by the ears. As a man, mad man casteth who casteth firebrands, arrows, and death. Let me read that again. As a mad man who casteth firebrands, arrows, and death, so is the man that deceiveth his neighbor and saith, Am not I in sport? Where no wood is, there the fire goeth out. So where there is no talebearer, the strife ceaseth. As coals are to burning coals, and wood to fire, so is a contentious man to kindle strife. The words of a talebearer are as wounds, and they go down into the innermost parts of the valley. Burning lips and a wicked heart are like a potsherd covered with silver dross. He that hateth dissembleth with his lips and layeth up deceit within him. When he speaketh fair, believe him not, for there are seven abominations in his heart. Whose hatred is covered by deceit, his wickedness shall be showed before the whole congregation. 
Whoso diggeth a pit shall fall therein, and he that rolleth a stone, it will return upon him. A lying tongue hateth those that are afflicted by it, and a flattering mouth worketh ruin. We thank you, Lord, for this great word. Season Amen. Make us able to hear. Give us understanding. Give us wisdom. Let us handle your word appropriately according to the plan for which you have designed it. In the name of Jesus, let it work in us. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Mm-hmm. That's right. Wisdom and instruction and correction 
the rod is necessary. And sometimes that could be the actual rod uh, of a beating or in prison. Hmm. Right. The actual rod won't be unto us if it has to come to that. We lost her for a second. keep getting little glitches in the reception. Repeat your last, you said the legs of a fool are not equal. The legs of the lame, the legs 
Lane. You're right. Uh huh. Equal. Okay. For a fool to talk of wisdom, I mean, does a fool have wisdom? Um, the fool mm. fails in his youth. He, he misses the point of a wise face. It falls lame from his mouth. It affords no instruction to others, and it makes no way with the hearers. He's not capable of speaking in situation or framing the saying in a proper context to make it valuable to the hearer. It does not edify. It does not build us up. A fool, so a fool, does, does he possess wisdom? That's, a, that's an oxymoron. <laughs> um, it is.
As a dog returneth to his vomit, so a fool returneth to his folly. Image. Woo. Yes. The, that image is something we really turn away from. But a fool is likened to it. He, the fool never really is free of his foolishness. You know, he, his deeds and words always come to the same character and the end. They are always going to show up. You know, that stuff that's in them. And sometimes they do come as though they are, um, you know, the opposite, not deceitful, not uh, foolish, not full of folly, but you have to be wise and watch and pray and discern and let him show up because he will. This is for sure. Amen. Well, Seest thou a man wise in his own conceit? There is more hope of a fool than of him. Nothing shuts the door against improvement so much as self-conceit. The greatest fool is the fool that doesn't know he's a fool. <laughs> some, some people are conscious of their unwisdom and they can, you know, you can talk with them. You can kind of set them um, right. They can kind of see some things. But there are those who, who refuse to see themselves. They think they have it all together and um, need no improvement, and they are simply hopeless. And it's, um, it's just a waste of our time sometimes. The best way to address them is, is to pray for them. Mm -hmm. All right, the 13th mm. verse, the slowful man saith, there is a lion in the way, a lion is in the street. This is concerning the sluggard. He, he makes absurd excuses to keep from doing work. And Proverbs yeah. 2, 13 says, um, says it also exactly almost. It says, the slowful man saith, there is a lion without. I shall be slain in the street. There is really no lion in the street. He just um, affords work. Anything that he, he has to exert his um, time and energy to that don't fulfill the, the works of his folly is uh, something he's not uh, wanting to do. Yeah. Verse 14. As the door turneth upon these kind of tie in together to me, as the door turneth upon this hinges, so doth the slothful upon his bed. Um, he's, the door's doing its work. The door turns on its hinges, and it serves the purpose for its design. But the slothful man is turning on his bed from side to side, and he, he's making no progress. There's movement, but he's not getting anywhere. Mm. So, um, what is his legacy? Um, even though you might open the door and it might speak and he might be stirred by the noise, it does not um, motivate him to move. He just does not get up. He doesn't feel like there's any... Um, he feels it troublesome to do 
that to get yeah. that social work. And the fifth piece verse is reiterating the first preceding verses. The slowful, the sluggard is identical to that man on the bed. He's going to make up some kind of excuse to get out of work and all of those things. Um, <laughs> the sluggard is far too idle to think a matter through. He, he thinks he's right about all everything. He, he thinks it's trouble and to study and to, he thinks it's, it's his own strength and his own knowledge that gets him by. And in that in that context, he will fail. He will fall. He will not get. He will not go far. Right. Um, let's see. Verse 17. He that passeth by and meddleth with strife, belonging not to him, is like one that taketh a dog by the ear. So this this person this this kind of bad guy is um, excited by strife. Lovers of even when another quarrel that has nothing to do with him, he he kind of will poke the the uh, thinking there. And uh, Ecclesiastes eleven nine says, "Strive not in a matter that concerns thee not." So interfering and stoking an unholy fire is not a good thing ever. But this is their work. This is their work. Yes. Um, verse 18, as a madman who casteth firebrands, arrows, and death, so is the man, a 19, so is the man that deceiveth his neighbor and saith, am not I in sport? So this, this man deals recklessly, and he doesn't discriminate. He doesn't even take time to consider who.
also the person who hears these things, listens to these things, and takes them in. They serve the same purpose, creating strife, chaos, kindling fire where there should and discord where there should be peace. The receiver is as bad as the priest. If no one wishes this thing forward, this tale forward, the progress is stopped. But sometimes people, you tell, the tale bearer comes, he tells something, and someone will take it, and sometimes they take it and they add to it, or they detract from it, which creates uh, a disturbance that could be a lot worse. And so the book of James tells us in chapter 3, verse 6, and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. These things can lead to our detriment, even the hell bearer's detriment. Who can be scared? You know, you're stirring up stuff in people, and, and that's never a good thing. Um, we should bring peace. As much as we are able, we bring peace. We live peaceably with our neighbor. And in verse 23, it states, Burning lips and a wicked heart are like a potsherd covered with silver dross. So this is, uh, this is where I feel um, burning lips is like people giving these, you know, fair words and um, persuasive and coercive, mm. speaking, uh, speaking kind of like smooth and saying good things, but all the while these, these words cover a deceitful heart. That's why I pray constantly that God strengthen us to teach us discernment so that we are able to push out when those words are coming in through our ears and our hearts, that we are able to push out deceit and, you know, separate the truth to be able to hear. They, these people have a, a, a superficial beauty. It's like they look good on the outside, but they're not so on the inside. And they seek vanity, everyone. This is Psalm 12, verse 2. They seek vanity, everyone with his neighbor, with flattering lips and with a double heart do they speak. So, you know, they don't come to any good end because they eventually will be found out. Mm. Great professions, but they don't live it out. They're hateful men. Verse 24, He that hateth dissembleth with his lips and layeth up his feet within him. This is the secret hater that we're speaking of in 23 and 24. They are the secret haters. They speak kindly or in an easy, easy tongue, charming words that cover evil thoughts. Don't believe them. 
he says here that in verse 25, when he speaketh there, believe him not, for there are seven abominations in his house. This is a host of evil thoughts are taken to do him in, as, as though seven devils mm. have been found in him. So it, it behooves us to be keen and uh, mindful of our responses. Just like, you know, you know, you don't answer a fool according to his folly. You know, you don't want to just fall prey into these, these evil traps, so to speak. So we have to be able to recognize when someone is not, does not have a heart for us so that we know how to distance ourselves in these situations. Yeah. Verse 26, whose hatred is covered by deceit, his wickedness shall be showed before the whole congregation. Like I said before, they will be found out. God will expose them to, to you when you when the time is right. He it will keep you from harm. God will handle it. And um mm. I mean I'm sorry, twenty seven. Who whoso diggeth a pit shall fall therein. And he that rolleth a stone digeth his own upon him. Well, you know the, the old adage, you reap what you sow. So if you're going around trying to slander people, create, um, dis dismantle good, sound relationships, um, just bringing strife into every situation in every life that you uh, are blessed to encounter, um, you will be found out and you will be exposed before the congregation. And those things will come back on your own accord. You will fall into pits. So we must be careful in the things that we choose to say, who we choose to say them to. In fact, like I had a t-shirt when it was said, the best place to talk about somebody is on your knees and it had the prayer hands. In prayer, right. if you have mm. a problem with someone, just rather than talk about it with others, just talk about it with God. Let Him work it out. That's good. He can do it far better than we can. Yeah. A lying tongue, verse 28. A lying tongue hateth those that are afflicted by it, and a flattering mouth worketh ruin. Good words do not necessarily mean good intent. Again, this is the this this verse this chapter seems to reiterate the things that the nature of the fool, the things that we should be aware of constantly discerning and not uh, giving ourselves over to the the traits and the characters characteristics of the, the, the fool or the, the sluggard, the slothful. So be aware that everybody that taunts good words and speaks smoothly may not be in your, have your best interest at heart, may not be a real true friend. 
And um, you know, the Lord has, has told us in his word that we should get wisdom and that we should get understanding. And I pray for that constantly. Um, there are these things out here waiting to be in mail us all the time. We can fall victim and find ourselves caught up in terrible situations that we could have slow down, take our time, and listen for God's guidance and remind, be reminded of his word. That's why it's important to study God's word. So that, and then when we study, we pray and ask him for understanding. We ask him for his wisdom. We ask him to open up his word to us so that we can make it all a part of us. It dwell in us so that in times like this that we might encounter, we know how to respond. We have an answer. And um, our answer is Jesus and in his love and his word that he has left for us. It is truly a lamp to our feet. Praise the Lord. Mm. Because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, and fools despise wisdom and understanding. Proverbs 9, verse 3. And there we do. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Okay. I'm never confident about the handling of God's word. It's so important that it is given in a way so that it edifies, it does not tear down, it builds up. So, Lord. Glory be to God. Glory. Hallelujah. That is lovely. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you. Very thorough, too. Um, <clears throat> you, are, you are good. In this chapter, I think we have uh, four, four, maybe five things, but three major ones, Gabson. You really helped us to see that. Verses, verse 1 and then 3 through 13 are all about the fool. So if you have questions and you'd like to investigate further, really there's a summary here. Just reread them, right? And then if your Bible is like my Bible, it's going to give you references in the former chapters that iterate this again uh, as well. And just be aware that in the New Testament, Proverbs is referred to um, with regards to this fool. 
2 Peter 2.22. In fact, you should read from probably maybe 2, maybe 16, 17, somewhere in there, because the person <laughs> in that instance, as Peter is talking about it, he's saying that once you have tasted uh, of the goodness of God and you, you know the knowledge of the Lord and you turn back, then you are like the dog. So it's really a heavy and and uh, serious, grave uh, image there and, and fact. So we need to get, get it in us, you know, and understand. I, you know, I was listening to yesterday's podcast, I think, and um, the Holy Spirit, I think just, I know, I don't think I know. I, the Holy Spirit meets us here and talks uh, with us He's helping us to see into the the very serious nature of our salvation. God is not playing around. He really does want a church without spot or wrinkle. And these proverbs, I'm so I'm so glad. I'm so thankful that we have chosen to read them one chapter per day for the entire month, straight through the proverbs, because now. We are beginning to see the references that permeate the entire word of God. And we begin to better understand the, the detail of our salvation. And what I like about Proverbs, Gabs, is that it's not talking about you out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just describes the condition of fallen man. And if you want to look out to somebody else, you are not taking the benefit of what the Lord is doing here. We look inside and then allow our self-assessment to go back to the Lord and his word to cleanse us and to deliver us as we repent of our fallen nature, where, where there's still the need for deliverance. Just repent. You know, just confess it to the Lord and say, this is me. Not even repent. Confess, right? Repentance comes as God is indeed cleansing you up and, and uh, tell yourself, I will stay in his word because that's where transformation happens. When we continually read his word, I'm telling you one day you'll wake up and you'll realize I'm not, I'm no longer doing that particular thing or that particular thing does no longer plague me. It is not a place where uh, the enemy has access to my life. Your anger will cease, right? Your love will increase. Your help for the poor, your giving of God's word, and that by the leading of the spirit, not by your preaching because you think you know the thing. You see, God is amazing. And when I say you, don't you know that you includes me? It's all around. Hallelujah. <laughs> God is good. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> I tell you, I think we've all moved from the fools of, uh, uh, for the folly of fools. <laughs> really, we have, you know, we are all from time to time. Have you not been guilty? Good morning, Eric Garcia. Good morning, Lady, uh, Lady R. I love my Lady R. And good morning, um, uh, Tony Richard, love my Tony. Good morning, Donnie Mack. Good morning, Peggy Jean. Uh, I, I disconnected her by mistake. I'm so sorry. Um, so good morning, all who have come 
there's another person here. Uh, F.B. Webb, thank you for joining us. We are in Apples of Gold reading through Proverbs. It's a wonderful thing. And that reference from Second Peter, honest to goodness, please, everybody go back and read the second chapter of Second Peter. Or you could read the whole book, you know, and put it all in context. But that is very important. Yeah, that's important context. And when we talk about eternal salvation, there's, you really want to be informed when you're talking about that because unless all the requirements are met, you may never have been saved. And so it can't be eternal. So Second Peter is one chapter. He, there's another chapter in Hebrews or the book of Hebrews. You know, I, I don't like to like pick out verses because a verse can be out of context. And so you can misunderstand it. I like to read the whole thing so I, I get a good understanding. And then, um, yeah, in uh, verse 12 in, in That's right. Amen. You do. Uh, and you never want to, to be out of context with many things. Now, Jesus Christ and many of the apostles, they quote other scriptures. And there are times when it, 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 you know, you can do that, but you have to know that you are quoting it within the, the meanings that are being given there. You have to be contextually sound. And uh, then again, another uh, New Testament reference comes uh, about conceit. In, in Romans 12, verse 16, and again, read the whole chapter, be of the same mind towards one another, but condescend to men of low estate. Nobody is better than anyone else. We are unified by the salvation that we receive, the redemption of Jesus Christ. No man did not need redemption. So what maketh you to boast if you have received a thing? So says Corinthians, the seventh chapter, I think it's seven or nine, one of those. Paul tells you, we don't have any right or reason to boast because every one of us has been called out of darkness into the light. And when we get in the light, each one of us are being raised to Jesus Christ, but the salvation is equal. So we may be on different, you know, uh, at different ages, I'll put it that way, through our experience with the Lord and him having matured us through his chastisement of us. By the way, we're chastised into obedience, you all, right? <laughs> it's like, a, that's right. Come and get in time out. <laughs> like little children. <laughs> that's right. You do chastisement the lord gives you know and i used to, when, when i would get chastised as a child by my mother because my mother did not play honey i started saying lord please just let me do what she tells me now because i really don't want to be under that you know under that chastisement i didn't want it <laughs> oh way back when i was in fifth grade i decided that I, i'm not trying to do it anymore the same with the lord i asked the lord to go before me be our rear guard let me hear your voice that's my like you say constant discernment that's right but also constant hearing you want to hear the Lord. And when he speaks, you want to obey as quickly as possible to avoid some of the chastisement. Because listen, the Lord doesn't pull out a rod and beat you with it. What he does is allow you to go through the consequences of the thing you have chosen to do. And that evil has 
a really hard consequence. Now his mercy stops it sometimes. You know, we don't have to kind of roll in it. Uh, and that's what we love about the Lord. He, he won't let you suffer too hard, too long, right? He doesn't allow. Yeah. And the mire. And, and um, it, yeah, he, he forbears. He's a good God. We love him. And this is a good chapter. Really and truly, the, the, oh, the, let's see, from, uh, like I said, 2 to 13 is about the fool, and 14 and 16, the sluggard, and 17 till the end is tail bearers and lion tongues. It's, it, you know, reiterated, expanded, extended, summarized. Again, we're in chapter 26. The Lord has been good, and Gab's your prayers this morning are right on time for all of us. We bless the Lord for the goodness that he has uh, given to us through our reading of the Proverbs. And I thank God for each one of you out there. Um, you you are so much a part of why we are here. Oh, good morning. I think I said good morning, Eric. Uh, I want to read some of the uh, content Oh, my word. Great. Okay, not. <laughs> it's okay. Whenever you come in, we get, uh, we're just delighted that people are come. Sister Reams writer, lady, our excellent idea, reading the chapter a day, expounding on the word, summarizing. Yes, I agree wholeheartedly. The Proverbs are washing me. Glory to God. Amen. It's a blessing, mommy, and a blessing, mommy. It's blessings and a blessing. Glory to God. I just enjoy all of the hearts that I see every time you like the show. Oh, they're so pretty. I don't know if you see them, but I surely do. Um, nice to hear about both my mom's voice this morning. Gabs, you've become a mummy, you see. <laughs> so we are here. Yeah. <laughs> glory, glory, glory to God. Oh yeah, Tony is one of those sons that you want to you want to brag about. God's got him, and God is carrying him forward. <laughs> Not, oh my goodness, this is great. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. And remember, um, we are here again this evening. This is Tuesday. Yeah, you know, if I'm late this evening, understand that I'm running from a choir practice back to you, so I may not get on until nine o'clock. Even though I shall endeavor to be on at 8.45, so that flying hearts when you like this, yes, I love them. Um, and so uh, by the grace of God, we'll be back, all right? And uh, the other thing is, what was I gonna say? Wednesday night, we read at six, we read at six o'clock and we are with uh, Reverend John Thomas and all that getting, get understanding uh, at eight. So also Reverend Thomas is going to start a new uh, live show uh, beginning next Monday, the day after we end Proverbs on, on Monday. Um, that would be, I think, what is that? August 1st? Yeah. Yes. And it's living single. Well, I don't know if that's really what he's calling it, but it's be living single with God. That's what's going to be, I think, very interesting. So all the single ladies <laughs> and all the single chicks <laughs> living single. Oh, well, living with God is living single. You know, Oh, no, no, I, I get it now. You see, I'm slowing to take up. But not, yes, that's right. It's not really living single. You are filled to overflowing and you have great fellowship in his kingdom. But most of all, he's right there to hold your hand, right? He's, he is your companion. 
He is your mate. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, my goodness. May God be praised. And because we have dined sufficiently this day, we go out with a rejoicing heart. And uh, I ask you just to be in Ooh, I don't know why that music comes on so loud like that, but there it is. Yes. It's time to rejoice. God bless indeed. He's planting us, y'all. He's planting us. And we are going to be his trees of righteousness. I do love it. May the Lord our God bless and keep you for the rest of your day. And if you are ready to sleep, I ask him to give you sweet, restorative, peaceful rest, knowing that in the morning you shall meet him again with new mercy. Have a great time, whatever time of day it is for you. Let it be. <laughs> I do too. Bye-bye. May God bless you. Thank you for being here. Woo.